Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. New Earth is a vibration that we can feel within our bodies and our sacred hearts. And now is the time we are really seeing it unfold in so many ways. My guest today is an angelic star seed here to assist the Earth stars in healing and stepping forth. Z Earth Star Healer is with us again on Quantum Conversations. Z, welcome and thank you for being here. Hi, everybody. Hi, Lauren. It's so exciting to be here. I'm very much looking forward to connecting and communicating and dancing in these frequencies um, of, of New Earth and Heaven. <laughs> dancing in these frequencies of new earth and heaven you are doing a lot of work on this aspect you actually followed the call of your heart and listened and took a journey so catch us up with that um yeah so i think that um quantum conversations has been actually this really pivotal uh it like landmark the moment right before i i dived into probably the most exhilarating and deep uh, journey and process that I've ever gone through in my life. And I'm turning 24 years old this year, so maybe that's not saying so much, but um, I remember it was like the day after we had our last talk when Spirit was like, all right, Z, it's time to move to Vermont. And I said, right now? And he said, yes, today. <laughs> like oh geez okay and I guess I'll call my employer and tell him that I can't come into work today and that I'm <laughs> new earth now <laughs> okay go ahead go ahead that's wonderful so um what did you do you real? it's for new earth and and we can call it the event really mm -hmm. the event is everyone listening to this call of the heart so then yeah. what did you do did you did you go to your boss and say this is my mission for new earth see ya I did. And I got in my car the very night, um, the day after our show last time, and I drove to Vermont. And it wow. was actually a 
friend of mine that I had met like, you know, many years ago, you know, how the weave of synchronicity works or you meet someone and it's not really sure why you meet them. But then many years later, it so happened that it was very important. So um, he invited me to come to his house. And I, the moment that I drove into the parameters of this valley, the first energy that hit me and I said, wow, it really feels like Mount Shasta here. Um, and then the second thing I realized was like, it also feels like a goddess vortex. And so I was very excited to finally get to the valley and was looking forward to, you know, what my work here would entail. Um, and I think that from that story, I've kind of learned a few things because I remember um, I had mentioned last time that I was working at like a pretty 3D job, but I was kind of approaching it differently. And I feel like um, there's been many times where I've, kind of taken a journey out into the world with like money that I'd saved up and then I would kind of go on this journey and like learn a bunch of things but it wasn't sustainable and it was feeling like it was a frequency or a lifestyle that I wasn't able to keep up but then it was different this time how I approached this job and I feel like this could be a useful tip for everyone who's like working in a certain field right now who's really looking to move into um, their true soul alignment and calling in that um, um, as you were saying that new earth is really a vibration and kind of a way of being and I'm really talking to like a lot of star seeds and light workers who um, are maybe still looking up on the internet like star seeds I need to like know about myself and feel better and I and it's I mean that was totally a part of the process you know when we're waking up um, I was looking in my, my journal today and I, and sometime like a couple years ago, I had written in there, like, I would like to not have to Google star seeds anymore <laughs> to gain confidence and assurance. Like, I like to just like know that enough and like have it be my life in such a visceral way that like, I'm just in the story of being that star being. Um, so when I was working that job, basically, um, I had all these higher dimensional skills that had just opened up the last uh, October, no, last August in Mount Shasta during the eclipse. And I'd gone to a really advanced energy healing retreat um, that was hosted by Eric Rains and Sierra, um, which is happening again this summer. But anyway, at this retreat, and Eric teaches, he does a lot of implant removals and multidimensional healing and things like that. And at that retreat was where I first tapped into kind of this multidimensional field of information. And we were trading uh, sessions one day just um, in the group. And I had a, a man, he lied down and, you know, I didn't expect anything to happen because my previous experiences with implants, like I would feel the blockages in my body, but I couldn't really see them, nor did I really know what to do. So in this incidence, this guy was lying down on the ground and I closed my eyes and I could see this uh, body kind of lying. Um, I could see his physical body, but also this other body that was on top of um, his physical body. And then I also saw, you know, different connections that looked like, you know, different types of technology. And then I also saw what looked like, you know, a fragmented part of his DNA. Um, and this is the first time that this has happened to me. So I was like, I don't know if I'm actually seeing this, you know, so I called what was the, that um, part of his DNA. Yeah. So this is, um, 
um, as as we dive deeper into like these astral or other dimensional realms, like you know, I'm, <laughs> um, as you can see, I'm still kind of getting over just how wild it sounds. But like, I feel like also it's so important to really talk about this now. Yes. Um, so essentially, for the last you know since since August, I have been doing sessions for people and just finding all sorts of wild things. And it's not just me, but like a whole collective of, you know, advanced energy and light workers. We're all doing the same thing. We're all seeing the same thing. And a lot of it is like, you know, different higher dimensional ships that belong to negative forces who would actually tag light workers as they come into the earth. Um, and, you know, either take a part of their DNA or um, tag them so that they could interfere with their life through the people around them. And this is um, kind of a story that I hear over and over and over again. Almost every client that has come to me in the last year since I've awakened these gifts um, have experienced this sort of interference in their life. And I guess I'll just speak out a little bit about my own experience with them. Um, with this sort of interference, like um, the day that I was born, the earth, the sun and Sirius were in direct alignment. And according to a lot of starseed astrologers, this sort of alignment is um, pretty regular because starseeds, a lot of starseeds from far away places, they couldn't incarnate on earth unless they traveled through all of these places like different stargates. So in order for me to, if I was coming from a really far away place, I would have to incarnate in Andromeda and then the Pleiades and then Sirius to kind of different train stations and eventually incarnate on earth. So I obviously came in through a Sirius gate um, and you know, for beings in the astral, it's really easy to see the spirits that are coming in during these special alignments. Um, and this is a lot of the time how they find beings to kind of take away uh, for MKUltra um, research and, and even just kind of astral layer level interference. So for me personally, um, as soon as I was born, my grandmother took me home and I wasn't able to connect with my mom for the first 24 hours of my life. And this interference kind of just continued like the, the um, these like emotional level, emotional abuse kind of uh, attacks are anti fire letters for the star seed genes. And so um, essentially, the starseed is here to feel loved by the universe, to really embody what that feeling is like, to really embody what being a divine being is like, um, so we could be a reflection for all the humans on Earth to see what it looks like. And so to stop us from really doing that, all of these um, level, different levels of degradation has been done to us. So like on an astral level, it's like, you know, having your mother say, you know, I don't love you or having your uh, boyfriend like do all these weird things, even if they're not aware of what they're doing, it's like this energy comes through them. And so for example, um, there were times when a very close person to me would literally just barge into my room and like spew all these profanities at me and then leave and then later kind of not even remember what had happened. And this happens obviously in a few different levels, but as I look back in time with the awareness that I have now of being able to see into the other dimensions of what's actually happening. As I look back in time and, and look at the time in my life when, you know, I was 14 to 17, I could see all of these different 
you know, dark portals and entities that were around me that was causing all of this um, distortions and depression and, and um, disarray of energy in the home. And, you know, because we aren't really shown what harmony really looks like, you know, I just always thought it was normal. It even took me a long time to realize that maybe there was some emotional abuse. I just thought, you know, everybody's parents were like that and everybody's going through that. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> whew, we're really getting into like all of the nitty gritties of everything that's happening in the astral plane because I feel like it's a really important thing to speak out about. And, you know, sometimes I'll say like, okay, we're going to New Earth, that means like all of this gunk and boogies and weird stuff that happens in the astral realm has got to go too. And even to light workers, sometimes they're like, okay, I'm not going there. Like, <laughs> just step back for a second. And, you know, for me personally, and, and, and maybe this is just because I'm young and naive and, and, you know, really wanting to have a chance, but I really believe that it's possible for us to have a very clear uh, multi-dimensional existence with no energy of domination and control, no energy of, you know, uh, abuse and, and, and parasitism, you know, I think that's really possible. Okay, so that's really cool. Thank you for sharing on that story about star seeds being here to embody divine love. When we look at our own lives, we can really see interference that has prevented us from being that divine love and there are some who would call that interference programming like programming of the 3d matrix mm-hmm. all the programs of less than and lack and caring about what other people think right and it really inhibits us from shining our light forth with a blazing manner So thank you for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit more deeply about that and go back to the person who you were looking at. Mm -hmm. So you saw this interference, this uh, on an astral etheric level. And it's still so wild because, you know, obviously when I hear something, like it's just my intuition, like saying this is what it is. And the first thing when I asked, like, what is this? I got that it's um, a, a, a part of him was used to create clones in some sort of galactic war. Oh, wow. Um, and so I got uh, my my coach at the time, Eric, I got him to come over and I'm like, hey, like, this is what I'm sensing. Like, you know, am I crazy? And he's like, no, I think you're on to something like this happens all the time. And, and he's been doing this work for a long time. So he's seen a lot more of this sort of stuff than I have. Um, but I was just like, okay. And then I just asked myself, like, what do I do? And I got that I had to take back kind of the organic DNA material that belonged to him, sever the connection, and whatever DNA material I wasn't able to take back, I can deactivate the connection. And so I did that. And as I did that, um, the guy literally gasped for air. Like, he was, he really, like, felt it, right? He was like, oh, my God. And I was like, you know, that was, like, this experience of, like, okay, like, this is real. Energy work is, it could be, you know, this deep. (laughs) Um, And then I kind of uh, said, I saw that it was um, not, like, present, not a present timeline. So I was actually able to kind of push that whole memory uh, of light in the multidimensional field, I was able to just dissolve that. So that was no longer affecting him in this life. 
and that is the work that you do today as well. And it really is liberating people. So I do want to just say thank you for that, this freeing from the interference so that we can truly be who we are. Okay, so here you are then. You've had this tremendous awakening. You are a very old soul in a relatively young incarnation at the present. And your gifts have just come online and you really are assisting all star seeds and even earth stars into stepping into their power. So you followed your heart, you followed the call and you ended up in Vermont. And so you're doing some incredible work there. Tell us about that. Um, So the very interesting thing is that uh, it's actually a, a Cherokee land that's here. And the Cherokee, the Cherokee peoples, um, which I had not known about until I got here and got to connect with the Cherokee elder, mm-hmm. is that their peoples believe that they their ancestors are the Pleiadians, essentially. And um, when I first um, got here, I had I was working with some people who were channeling the Pleiadians. And during the first week that I was here, I realized. Um, that this this vortex is interdimensionally connected to Mount Shasta and that it was a manifestation portal. And so um, this is kind of like a call out to all the beings who are uh, working on establishing ginormous projects that will greatly shift the earth on a ground level, uh, but also in other levels. And I will kind of um, just depict how this is happening is that I had... Um, these people actually, a uh, shout out to Phil and Mignon, who are listeners of your show, Lauren, who had got packages. And that's how this, this work kind of got together is that they heard me on, on this show. They bought packages and got in touch with me. And then it so happens that they are channeling this whole body of work with the Pleiadians about authentic love. And when I was doing their personal sessions, um, like we would be working on their physical body, but like on a higher level, the Pleiadians came in and we actually wrote this giant field of love into the earth together from this from this vortex. And that kind of totally came together um, through this show. And so I kind of feel like that will probably continue to happen as um, I continue to say, hey, like this is the vortex that's available right now. And I'm really watching like really incredible things happen in not only the light worker's life, but you know, the projects that they're bringing forth, both in the galactic level and ground level, um, you know, also, um, this, uh, these beautiful dreams of writing a whole new education curriculum for Earth, you know, these sounds like crazy ideas, um, but obviously they also have to happen. Um, so uh, whatever sector of light work you're in, if you're in that place of about to birth that project in the physical, it's a good time to get in touch with me um, as I'm here. I don't know how much time I will be here, but at least for the next month. Okay, thank you. I know personally I've got a project that has taken a couple years to come about uh, and it was actually overcoming some, let's call it interference or my own programming. Your support will be helpful for all those star seeds and people who are really wishing to amplify their ginormous project as you called it. I know there's a lot of people working to get off the grid in their own power supplies or even to contain their water that falls from the sky onto their roof into 
a cistern in their yard, that could be a bit daunting. Mm -hmm. What is your role in assisting people to just start to begin action on those plans? Okay, so this is, um, it's kind of complex because we have to talk about a few different aspects and we'll just start by saying that um, on April 17th and 19th, um, there was uh, Earth, Sun, and Andromeda connection, like stellar alignment, where the three celestial bodies are in a straight line. And it's good for starseeds to begin to kind of uh, track, you know, that kind of alignment. Um, uh, Graham Forscott is a really good starseed astrologer to like keep up on that because he really he's, you know, a starseed astrologer, so he'll tell you when the big alignments are. But during these times, um, it becomes much clearer and easier to connect with star energies and with star consciousness and with those higher parts of yourself. And actually, we're coming into um, Earth, Sun, and Pleiades and Aldebaran uh, stellar alignment in the coming days, so this weekend. And so it's going to be a really uh, ecstatic energy this weekend and i'm definitely feeling it these last days um but the first thing um that came through that day i had written this long article about timelines and there's a lot of people talking about like timeline shifts and timeline splits and uh, what came through was kind of like this concept of a timeline merge and what came through was that well, at least this was playing out in my life and a lot of starseeds um, that I am in contact with, that at certain point, in order for us to fully embody and activate our, uh, you know, our, all, all of our gifts, we have to like, almost take ourselves out of what we call like the false matrix. Um, just because like, yes, I can push really hard to develop those skills in myself, but my environment wasn't nurturing that in me. And like it is, I, I am worthy and I deserve to establish an environment for myself to fully embody and to become myself. And um, it's like in order to get there, though, you have to kind of already be there. And this is kind of like the paradox that we were talking about before. So when I got this job, I had already activated some of my multidimensional senses of perception. And it was like, I, I, I would not turn it off, you know, I knew that developing them was something that I had to do. And so even as I went to work, I would um, chop the carrots and also scan the room and the people. Um, and just to make almost just like undercover, like, yes, I was living in this new vibration of being aware, but also I was chopping carrots at the same time. And by being able to, and you know, maybe it's a job at Tim Hortons, like maybe it's a job cooking somewhere. Like if we can be aware of the energy and aware of our higher senses while we're doing it, we're almost like allowing the universe to know like, hey, I'm ready to be in this space all the time. And it allows um, your system to really feel what it would feel like when you move into that reality. And it didn't take long for the universe to respond. I was working there for maybe two months of just like being in myself while being in the old world. And it didn't take long for the universe to kind of just plop me right out of there because, you know, I was showing the universe that I was ready. And so when this happens, um, I definitely have not decided to disappear off the face of the false matrix forever. Um, in fact, most of the time when I am here, um, I'm finding that 
you know, I am following my joy and my bliss and I'm just expressing myself. But at certain moments in the day, my, my whole body will just say, okay, now it's time to pray. Now it's time to do, you know, some, some deeper levels of good work. And it's this trust and faith in the self to know that like, we're not going to abandon the world, even if we allow ourselves, you know, some more freedom um, in the moment. Okay, so then whew, we need to also reconnect the three different power centers of creation. So this is actually the download that came through recently when I was thinking about being on the show again. Um, and something that consistently, you know, I, I'm, I'm always in the state of excitement and, and creating things. Like it's kind of like this new... Uh, for the last while, like, I would just have the idea and I'd just be able to start doing it. But then people around me were like, you know, how, how do you do that? Like, can you slow down your process and, like, look through what you're doing? Because we would really like to be creating, too. And so there's three main power centers in the Chinese energy system. It's kind of like the third eye, crown, the heart, throat, solar plexus, and then the lower dantian, which is, like, the root and the sacral. Um, and when our creative powers were taken away from us, all of these three power centers were subjected to distortion. So the distortion of sexuality that we see in society, um, through the media and pornography and, you know, all those kinds of things, it, um, distorts our sexual energy center. Like this is distortion in that. And then we have the distortions in the heart field where we have kind of like the um, uh, mind over love, like property over love, comp competition over love, like, like the ego over love, like that kind of uh, programming, like that's like distorting the heart field. And then we have the video games and the movies and the false history, like that kind of, and this is like the, the stealing of our imagination. All of these three centers have to be in alignment for us to be able to create. And, and this is kind of like the missing piece of the law of attraction, where they say you have to visualize what you want and then it'll come to you. Um, but this is really only one, one of the major energy centers that's required to create things and shift things on the ground level. So first we have to imagine with our creativity, like what we'd like to create. Um, and this could actually come in as inspiration, obviously, inspiration or dreams, like anything that we receive from the higher realms or using our own creative imagination. It's, it's this part of our creative energy. And then we empower it with our love. And, and if we can feel that love in alignment with that project, then you know that our hearts is in agreement and we could, um, and oftentimes, you know, that'll be like an act of service, like, um, I would like to create a, a school or I would like to create an orphanage or I would like to do something that shares my love with in service in that way. Um, and then we have to activate our sexual centers to cycle with ourself. Um, and this is really the energy that fuels our project. Um, and I've kind of gotten into this place in my life um, and at first I thought it was a little weird and I, I, and I had a hard time talking about it, but now I just, I feel like it's kind of cool to share that when I'm working on a project that I'm really aligned with, like say it's writing a book or, or working on anything, like if, if my whole body is like super into it, I will actually get super aroused. Like my physical body will become aroused 
And I feel like this is like a very important aspect of creation because um, to like really understand that like we are creator beings, like what does it mean to be a creator being? Like I'm literally cycling my sexual energy, which is the creative energy of the universe to cycle into my heart and my imagination and my hands to create with my whole, with all of my energy essentially, <laughs> um, what I like to see in the world. Um, and obviously, you know, when we have blockages and things like that, we don't hear well because, um, and I'll just say too that when I was 18, I, I saw these things that I didn't like about the world and I was very distraught and oftentimes I will just kind of go into the woods and cry. And then this one day I, I kind of just like knelt down and I was like, okay, mother earth, father, son, like, I don't know what to do. Cause I don't know the world. I don't even know myself. Like, but you know, everything like you can see everything and you know, everyone and everything that's ever happened. So you would know, where I should go and where my gifts would be the most beneficial for everyone. So I just kind of was like, okay, like I let go, like tell me where to go, you know, tell me what to do and I will do it. And like from that place and that prayer, I really believe that that was the moment that like the earth and the stars like opened up to me, like, cause they just like felt like how much I wanted to do something and like how lost I was probably. Um, and I feel like, you know, that's obviously a connection that everybody has. And that's obviously a, a, a tool of communication that, that everybody can, can do. Because it's true that, you know, we have other levels of perception that are way beyond ourselves that probably know the situation a little better. And we have access to that because we're one with all of it. Um, so a part of us can kind of step back and then, well, the bigger part of us step forward and just the stance, you know. <laughs> It really is a beautiful process, and my goodness, for you to be at such a tender age, let's say, you have such a huge head start, so beautiful that you are really helping to activate so many from this divine embodiment. It is really embodying the divine and bringing forth these gifts. Okay, we're going to experience a process with you. You do healing work that that works with people to really empower them in specific ways. But mm -hmm. first you said that your multidimensional senses of perception came online and then you began to develop those senses. Can you share with us how we would develop our multidimensional senses? Um, okay. So the first thing that came to mind when you said that, was to actually connect with the soul star chakra. So when we're going about our day, it feels like the top of our head is here and that our hip is here and that our foot is there. And we kind of have this idea of where our body parts are. But if we actually extend our awareness to about eight inches above our head and just kind of include that as we're like, you know, doing whatever, just include that part of ourselves as being a part of our body, our, our aura is naturally just going to start growing up that way and kind of enveloping that part of ourselves um, into our conscious awareness. And the soul star chakra um, is kind of the seat of our soul and our 
star memories say we um, a lot of star beings have been in so many different lives and all over the place collecting um, different lifetimes of experience and this is where we actually access it because it's like our own akashic records of our life and soul's journey um, and then making this connection between the soul star and the back of the head which is called the Malpanini chakra um, the Malpanini chakra is kind of like this uh, technology or a generator of a chakra that takes in the higher light information and translates it into pictures or language that our mind and body can understand. Um, so it's really a part of the third eye. It's just this other function of the third eye that it's at the back of the head. Um, and, and connecting with the front of the head here with the third eye and then the throat and the high heart. And what this creates is actually this diamond of, of receiving um, information and I feel like everybody will have kind of different conglomerates of skills like you know some people really have a heightened sense of psychic smell you know I, I've seen healers um, recently it's this Cherokee elder he was over and one of my roommates had a, a foot pain and he just knelt down on his on his all fours and like started sniffing her foot and that was like I've never seen that before but he just has like a really heightened psychic sense of smell and he could kind of smell the difference of the energies in, in the body and, and know where the deformities or the negative energies are that way um you know, a lot of people have psychic seeing and they can literally see the colors. And then there's some people that are clear cognizant where they um, kind of uh, see, feel where it is in the space and, and intuitively just know what it is. So I feel like the, a really important thing is to just like trust yourself. Um, and in, in the beginning, it's going to just feel crazy because, you know, we've never come into contact with this sort of realities you know for the first part of our lives but the truth is that there are you know countless hundreds of thousands of people on earth who are experiencing this sort of reality so it is okay and it's safe to start opening up those parts of ourselves <laughs> it's safe to really speak what we see and feel and you know what i've noticed is that when it comes to intuition it's the first Thing that pops into our mind or the first impression that we get so many times we'll have that experience where it's like yes or no but then the mind will come in and say it's all right and we've just overrode the intuition mm -hmm. so that is is that a good tip to really the first thing that comes up is to be paid attention to mm -hmm, definitely and when you were saying that, it reminded me to like also just share with everyone that when you're just starting this kind of clearing work of tapping into the hyperdimensionality of the body, um, probably one of the first things that you know you do is just to scan your body. Um, I know that for myself for many years, like I was really just like so in that space that every time I woke up in the morning and actually I still do this actually, the first thing that I do when I wake up and the last thing that I do um, when I go to bed is always scanning. Um, and it's almost like an obsession, but it's definitely not just because we spent so long um, in on awareness of what's going on with our energy that like we really have no idea what's there. And like once we start tapping into really what's there, it could be like bewildering, you know, and I feel like in that way, the body is really intelligent and the body will kind of show you like where the first layer is. 
And this is the process that we go through during sessions. I will never kind of start trying to take everything out at once because I, it's like we're developing a psychic, unconditionally loving relationship with the intelligence of the body and trusting the body knows like what goes first and, and then, and then what happens after. So scanning the body, closing eyes and noticing where the tensions, where it feels like there's something, you know, maybe it feels like there's a bone somewhere. There's definitely not a bone or just like, like twitches or pains, even just like clouds or darkness, like all of these sensations um, are real and significant. Um, and until we kind of clear and have a free flowing energy in our body for the, for the most part, um, that's probably the most important thing to do because once, because the human body is naturally psychic, like these are the gifts and skills that we were designed to have and beyond, you know, I'm, I'm just totally discovering and finding all these gifts within myself. And this is really definitely the beginning. You were mentioning earlier when we talked about implants, for example, or these tracking devices that the false matrix puts on light workers to interfere with us. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because it seems like you can sense these and you can help remove these when you see them. And that might be disconcerting to some or fearful to some. So explain that a little bit. They could be part of us. They could be higher aspects of us that we agreed to in the role of awakening here to embody divine light. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And we definitely knew that all this is going on before we came here. And also there's, it's like, we can perceive like it, it is in a non-polarized way to perceive that all of the darkness is happening so that humans can really learn, you know, the light and power and, and liberation and sovereignty that we have. And this is a really good learning experience for everyone um, to be having. Um, and I really like that perspective, uh, but in order for me to feel like authentically in my body and I just, I just have a really hard time, like, it's like, I really want to think that way. Cause I feel like that's the right way to look at it. Cause it's so non-polarized and non-dual, but like for my body and like my spirit, I'm just like, no, some of these things are not okay. And I'm not into that, you know? <laughs> Um, not to say that I like blame them or I hate, I hate whatever. Like I don't like have any negative feelings towards it. Like I just feel really strongly against that. And I just feel like something. What, are, the, the implants that could be in? Trafficking and satanic oh. abuse. And like, I mean, these are just like, it's all spectrums of the same thing. Right. Like even having um, pornography on the internet, like, Pornography is a technology that um, a lot of optical inserts literally come into the body. So there's actually these entities. And basically when somebody watches pornography, their energy field opens up and the implant comes in through the eyes, their optical inserts. And this is actually really harmful for the har har harmony and authentic love. Of, of in how people relate and relationships and this is like such a huge field right there you know I like having a, a 11 12 year old brother and and just like having direct a relationship with kind of 12 year olds in the false matrix and that whole collective consciousness I mean it's serious right and like um, I feel like unless 
like being someone that's able to perceive it, I feel like is important for me to really say what I see because it's the only way that we're going to, we're going to be able to really find the antidote because like, why, why are kids like watching horror videos on the internet? Because like literally there's something inserting into them and they're addicted to that, like that frequency. And that is totally taking away their imagination and, and keeping them from being able to create their reality and in that way siphoning them off into this kind of artificial reality. At least that's what they're trying to do. And I, I don't see it succeeding whatsoever. <laughs> yes. All right. So really this comes down to personal sovereignty when we're embodying divine light, really to become aware of these energies and so this is where it kind of gets uh, esoteric and hard to articulate or challenging to articulate and when we're talking about implants it could be anything outside of us that is affecting our energy flow distracting our attention these can take form of programs in so many different ways mm -hmm. for example the program of caring about what other people think mm -hmm. big one that so many people have and it, it really is like a thought form or a belief system first. It's a belief system that is triggered by other people in our reality. And so when we're paying attention to the hyperdimensional space of our body and actually the physical sensations of our body, we can start to sense where our energy is flowing out to someone, like in an energetic cord. And we might not even know that person. For example, it could be, it can be an older person, it could be a younger person, it could be a beautiful person, it could be an overweight person. It could be anything that makes us feel less than. And so I personally experienced that when I was able to see where my energy was going out in accord to someone else, a stranger, because of that program. And that's what you're talking about here is really being aware of this energy and where it goes so maybe you could lead us through a process now to identify all of this within ourselves to look at that hyperdimensional space and to really become aware of our own energy yeah and i just want to add in real quick that like there are so many different layers and dimensions of energies and like when we talk about so like when you're talking about like implants like it took me like I saw a memory that I once like when I went as I said went back to look at that time when I was in high school there was actually a lot of other influences too like for example my whole subdivision was built on native land and the natives were really pissed off that like that whole thing had happened and so they pretty much put almost this like energetic curse on the land and like then later on when I went traveling I realized that this is like more prevalent um, than we know about really in a lot of little towns that have a lot of like high drug problems, high violent issues, like all those things are just like in this cloud um, of, you know, really angry spiritual beings, <laughs> um, you know, and there's just so much going on beyond what we see. Um, and like, it's, it's impossible for me to like name obviously everything that happens, but there is a point where, you'll just kind of pick it up and know where it's coming from. And obviously it's all like pieces of the same. I call it the great sickness, you know, 
um, just different facets of the same sickness. And I also thought that, you know, um, it all comes back to ourselves. It all comes back to, you know, how we feel within our body. And so every time um, when we become aware of like all these different little thought forms that we have, um, we could just like bring it back into our body and say like, where am I not loving myself? You know, where am I feeling unworthy in myself? Because this, like, I, I don't think this is the case 100% of the time, but most of the time when somebody's, when you're talking about someone or when you're talking about somebody else being a certain way, like, chances are you feel some of that energy within yourself, right? And so this actually becomes a really good way. Like, this is where the world becomes a mirror, so they say. Like, how we can use our reality to really, like, heal ourselves. And when we have that space of love, that self-love that we have, like, no matter what happens outside, like, we're good. We're solid, you know, as long as we have that stream of self-love flowing within. Um, and not being the victim, realizing that when anything throws us into a situation where we feel like a victim or we feel like blaming another, that those are programs that are in our body that we must get rid of and release those. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on a journey or a process with you. This is going to be like a little mini session that you help your clients with. Yes. And so we'll settle in and enjoy this. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so for anyone who's listening um, in any future now moments, um, I find that quantum healings are kind of coordinates in time space dimension. And um, this energy is kind of recorded there and can be experienced in any place at any time. Um, so when you're ready, just come into a comfortable place, comfortable position for your body, um, and close your eyes, and we will kind of taking deep breaths into the lower belly, bring all of our awareness into the body, all the parts of ourselves that we may have left in any other place today, yesterday, this week, this year, your whole life, even in dream time. Bring back all the pieces of yourself into your body. So we bring this energy into the body, becoming consciously aware of all the parts of our body that we may not always be aware of. Like in between our toes, underneath our feet, behind our knees, in our hips. And we're becoming consciously aware of all of the cells in our body. Every atom, every particle, every molecule every strand of DNA and all the biophotons that are in the body, field of stars of consciousness, taking deep breaths of integration while creating a plasmic field made up of our own energy, 
coming into connection with our DNA and our divine human template, projecting its information out into the field for us to be able to access all the information that pertains to us. And I'll just do a light clearing on the field here as we continue to take deep breaths. Just kind of removing any energies and frequencies, thought forms that are not resonant with pure divine source love light, our divine beingness, our sweet heart beingness, our playful children beingness, our innocent beingness, anything that is not resonant with pure love or clearing, seems to be in this like um, the, the field that we're clearing right now is it's mostly in the cranium on the skull and this has been coming up a lot in the sessions it's like all the technology they like kind of condense our brain waves in a certain way and our skulls start fusing and I what's been coming through is that our uh, the different plates of our skull just like the earth actually vibrates it constantly picks up the song of the universe and like kind of like everybody's skull is a little key in the marimba you know and the um the spirits are kind of like hitting it and you feel the resonance of the universe and we know how to dance in alignment that way but because we haven't used that folk faculty for so long that in our 20s our skull bones begin to really fuse together and so this process right now we're pretty much kind of taking out all of the um, optical inserts and weird neurological 
uh, brainwave patterns that are not uh, in congruence with source energy, that um, just opening up to being able to resonate our skull to the higher energies. And in that kind of opening up the different seams of the tectonic plates of the skull, to allow the source energies to free flow, flow freely into our body. I guess releasing some collective anger that we are still holding on to and resentment that we may have, even if it's healthy rage, like we want to really start focusing on what we're really excited about creating rather than what we're kind of upset about having existed. And as long as that anger and that resentment, it's kind of still holding space in our liver, we can't really fully pull our super empowered galactic goddess, super being self fully into the liver. Um, so we're really making, emptying out that space and pulling in our soul essence, that galactic empowerment into that area of our body. Deep breaths of release, deep breaths of integration. And just kind of creating space in the central column, connecting the soul star, the third eye, the solar plexus, and the root and our caustics way into the ground and all the chakras in between, opening up that field. Remembering that clarity, that stillness, that perfection, and that purity that is always there. Breathing out anything that doesn't belong in this field.
beautiful. I am activated and energized and yet I feel like I could just curl up and go to sleep. Beautiful. So beautiful. What an incredible sonic activation. Mm. Yeah. I'm really grateful. Really blessed to be here. At least once a day. At least once. Probably more like twenty. I'm just like, holy crap! Everything is so beautiful, and like you know, some there's a lot of like kind of misinfo floating around on the internet right now. And I guess it's always been like that. You know, even in the '80s and the '90s, where they're like, okay, like some ship's gonna come. We're all gonna get the heck out of here, or like you know, we're going to go on this underground basis. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not leaving. Like, it's beautiful here. Why would I want to leave? Not saying that we can't leave, you know, we can incarnate in any of these other beautiful worlds too. Um, but yeah, got to really remember like what a gift everything is. <laughs> what a gift indeed. And I love how your work is all about helping people, individuals, lightworkers, starseeds, earth stars, 
into really focusing on what they're here to create. It is our energy, it's our heart energy, our heart light that we did agree to embody fully and pour forth and amplify on this beloved planet. And so I thank you for stepping into your role and helping others to become this sovereign being of light. So when people work with you, you do personal sessions. This is a great opportunity for anyone listening to work with you and to accelerate their journey. Share with us what that's like in personal sessions. So personal sessions range a lot because everybody is so unique. Um, this new thing that started happening is like these templates and codes will come through. And a lot of people ask me what templates are. So I'll just kind of explain how I perceive them. Um, they're kind of like a feeling. And so it's like we left all ourselves all these hints before we came here, um, even, um, you know, where we were before when we were studying. So for myself, I know that I've had a lifetime in Andromeda as a geneticist. That was the first star life that came to me. But um, in the last little while, I also remembered being in Sirius and having a priestess lifetime there and also having a time as a kind of a diplomat. Um, mentor life in the Pleiades and so these are kind of different energies that all um, come together and help me in doing uh, the work that we do and, and all star seeds have these different templates too and they could come through you know sometimes we'll be like mermaid you know and and that carries kind of like the so the templates when I pull them in it feels it, it's a feeling that people will integrate so I will see like okay there's a mermaid template here and then we'll almost go through this little journey of like morphing into a mermaid to activate the code because that's really what it's about it's how we feel do we feel like a star being do we feel beautiful um, do we feel magical because our feelings are indicators of where we are right and and who we think we are um, and so feelings are a really good way uh, to to work with our consciousness and our body to morph and shift and transform ourselves and so a lot of templates in that way come through sometimes gifts will come through you know light language and and like gifts that that person like the the client or i don't like using the word client but like comrade <laughs> friend <laughs> um will have um and obviously a main thing is clearing out um any thing that shouldn't be in the body that doesn't serve our that maybe served us at one point but doesn't serve us now and serve this highest uh, level of embodiment that we could be living in um and uh with that also um just writing in timelines like you know um i've had people who like okay i really need to start a new career i really want to do this thing i really need money and then like it's the mountain like the whoever's feeling called to work with me right now too like 99 i think everybody actually must have like worked with maybe 20 30 people and like all of them in the last month or two has been people that have been called in to work with the mountain like to write in these new timelines for themselves so like birthing a new project or jumping into a new timeline that you saw coming for a long time, but just like needed this little extra something. People calling me in a week or two being like, hey, I'm totally like living this totally different life. Like I have this totally new job. I, I just manifest this thing. And so, you know, it's, it's really profound. Um, 
And I think that maybe like the more of that happens, it strengthens like the the materialization energy of the mountain too, because it is newly activated. And this is like insider scoop, but I'll just share with the listeners of Lauren's show because I feel like there's a lot of grid workers in in our in our kind of collective consciousness here that this vortex is interdimensionally connected to Mount Shasta. And when we post the video, I'll post also like um, just this picture of a painting that I got as confirmation. So Spirit said, you know, this portal is interconnected, interdimensionally connected to Mount Shasta as in it serves the same function. But because there's been a lot of false light um, in Shasta, and I think I might get some heat for even saying this, but I'll take it. <laughs> you know, even, you know what, uh, just not, not even talking about just any person, but these manifestation portals are meant to be template holders and whatever happens in the vicinity of the, of the vortex is what is the energy that gets pushed out into the whole grid system and is the energy that it's going to manifest on the earth. So when we have, you know, seven rooms full of giant crystals a lot of which still belong in the earth and we have no idea where it comes from and like you know there are thousands of billions of dollars and then we've got like these homeless people walking on the street and like you know tourists and everything like this this isn't like what new earth looks like and like in order it's like and and because is the manifestation portal of the world it's like okay we understand is a really spiritual place but we have to be responsible to like if we're gonna choose to kind of situate ourselves in the root chakra of the world like we gotta be mindful of of what we're doing and so essentially like i mean i feel like this has been planned for a long time too because the palladians um, I don't know if I'd mentioned this before, but that Cherokee elder told us that um, his ancestors believed that a Palladian mothership actually landed here, and that's what created the valley, um, and that 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 was his ancestors. And so the native peoples here actually like tell these tales, you know, of a ship having landed here. Um, but so what I'm noticing is that, and this is just really the piece of of encouragement for all beings who are living living on a vortex um just realize that like everything is beyond just what you're experiencing like there might be hardship in your life or like um there might be drama or whatever it is like but like um really stepping into that empowered place of like taking responsibility for your creation is actually affecting like everything else on the planet too. And so that's what just what they pretty much said that like, it's hard um, to kind of reclaim Mount Shasta and like create new earth there. So it, it made sense to just kind of route the vortex here where there's barely any people here. There's not any, there's not really anybody living here. There was never really any colonialism here. Like, um, it's, and, and sometimes my house just turns like bright pink, like the walls will just change color and I'll know that like the technology has been turned on and that I have to just like, you know, create a new template and be super new earth somehow. Um, <laughs> because that energy, that template gets sent out into the grid. And so for anybody who's creating new earth, like it's okay to move out of the matrix or whatever, because you can create, you can be a, a template creator on the outside, not saying forever, because at some point, as the timeline merge happens, as in like 
all the starseeds who incarnated as celebrities, all the starseeds who incarnated as politicians, all the starseeds who incarnated as scientists, as we all wake up, like, it's like, society is going to shift really quick. And like, the timeline I'm seeing is like, at some point, you know, your neighbor's just going to be like, okay, I need to heal myself and I got to call up my neighborhood starseed, you know, because we've been all over the news because um, as, that's, that's like disclosure really is not, it's not like, well, maybe beings will appear in the sky and really they're already here, but like really the aliens are all here and, and we're just, it's like, there is that expedited place where starseeds and light workers are going to be really appreciated and called on by the collective of humanity in the coming years. Next three years I'm seeing, but um, before the next three years. Yes. And, you know, even we see that Kanye coming out and talking about stuff, you know, like that's just the, the beginning of it. Um, it's a beautiful time to be here and, and such beautiful work that you do new earth is this feeling that we have to bring forth from within ourselves a frequency we bring forth from in ourselves with no hesitation taking responsibility for our creations i love how you say that so your work really allows people this highest level of embodiment and it's a great opportunity for people to accelerate their journey and really manifest Beautiful. So when you are in your personal sessions with our listeners, they are available on your special offer on this webpage. I know many will want to know if you're going to help them remember some past star lives or star incarnations. It has happened. I feel like it's like a really, at least in my own life, is like a need to know basis. And it really depends on where you're at, obviously. Like, you know, my guides didn't tell me where I was from when I was still dealing with my childhood traumas because it would just be too much and it wasn't relevant to where I needed to move in my next step. Um, so it is like a, it's a process, right? Like if I, if I could have waved a magic wand and make it all happen at once, like it wouldn't really be as tasteful or, you know, fun because it's really like unraveling an, an ever unfolding Christmas present of yourself. <laughs> And your own exploration of that, the answers are going to come from within you, right? Each of us, once we go down this road and start doing this work, connecting inward on a deeper level, doing work sessions with you, for example, that just makes us more aware so that we can recognize those flashes and we can trust those images and those remembrances, those memories when they come up. So like for yourself, as you remembered that you were a, an, a geneticist on Andromeda, you just knew that. And that was the impression that came and you trusted it. Yeah. And that lifetime is like a lot of the work that I'm doing with starseeds is actually pretty like, it's like I'll tap into my geneticist self and I'm literally just like shifting the genes with light and sound, just like I had learned to do there and I'm just using that's why I trained as a geneticist you know is is to like help the starseeds program these light light genes <laughs> to take with them it's like it's it's really wild right it's it's like at this point in my journey I've kind of integrated more of it where I'm like 
um, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I moved from Ontario uh, to California and then I went to this place and then I went to Vermont. It's like, oh yeah, like I started off this place and then I went to Andromeda and then I, I went to the Pleiades and had a council meeting. I've also been to Aldebaran where the Galactic Council uh, for the Starseed mission is and, you know, did some did some programming with all the Starseeds together there and, and, and you know, that this is just like, a, this is the reality. It's just real at this point. <laughs> It's really interesting, Aldebaran, that you've actually gone there. What's really interesting about Aldebaran is when we look back in our U.S. history or the world history, there is the story coming out about Maria Orsic and how she channeled in the early 1900s. She channeled information and she helped bring together a community of about you know 1500 people and they built technology that actually had them leave our planet well yeah are you did you have you come across this it is really interesting that you mentioned that because just a couple of weeks ago when i first um moved here um there was a star teachings workshop like up the street and there was um a, a being who stated that he's from vega but he's also from a native tribe from around here who found these copper squirrels i know it sounds like i said squirrels but i said scrolls <laughs> um, from twenty thousand years ago and he had spent his life kind of um decoding it and reading it it looks like a lot of the light language channelings that people um post on facebook and stuff but basically um, there's all these like mathematical equations and stuff on it and he um, sent it all to these mathematicians and physicists and they were like super intrigued because it's really advanced stuff and he said uh, at the end of the day like I missed the first day I went the second day um, and he pretty much said that the squirrel says that in 700 years some planet is gonna like come into the earth and destroy everything and that like the squirrel teaches us how to build a spaceship is essentially what he said. Um, I'm at this place where I kind of like to take everything as a grain of salt and I more like to like look at the person and like how they express themselves, you know? And like, I didn't really super resonate with, um, like, yeah, sure. Like I could see that being possible. Like, I'm not saying that's not possible. Like that's like totally a possibility and a reality. Um, but also the person who was presenting the information like didn't feel like really aligned and, and balanced within themselves. And that makes me kind of just not take it as seriously, I guess, for better or worse. I don't know. Maybe I'll get left behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not here to get left behind. We are here to be and become and be exist as new earth. Yeah. And that's, I feel like there's this other thing too, where like um, for a while I started, and it's just this like this voice in my head would be like, Earth is a hospital, Earth is a hospital, and like through the sessions of seeing all these people who are part of Galactic Wars and like Atlantis and like all this different stuff, like it's like yeah, right now everybody on the planet just needs to heal. Like who knows what we're gonna choose afterwards? It doesn't matter because right now what we're doing is healing and we need to move the collective into that space so that all the souls are free to choose what they want to do. 
And that is this audience here who are in our community. Everyone is a new earth leader, really doing this work on ourselves, clearing a lot of stuff and bringing in the new templates of sovereignty, unconditional love, peace, harmony, and unity. Uh -huh. Z, Earth Star Healer, thank you so much for this quantum conversation and sonic activation today. Your special offer is available, and we invite our viewers and listeners to check it out and experience a divine session with Z. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Goddess. As we close our circle today, I just want to allow you a few moments to close with anything we didn't get to. Um, relax, uh, have snacks, play lots of games, <laughs> and just really enjoy life. I feel like if you can get to that place where you just legitimately feel like everything in life is fine and everything is great and you're literally legitimately excited about life, then you know that you're there. And, and, and until then, just like, keep feeling feeling into that because really that's all that all that matters beyond what the mind wants <laughs> yes keep feeling into that and if you don't feel into that and you can't feel into that then get some assistance to allow you to be able to do that z is there to assist all of our community into reaching for the divine essence and being this divine embodiment of light Z, Earth Star Healer, thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. And now it's time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Thank you.